On today's episode of the Kindred 360 podcast, we come back after a super long break. We have a super fun game, and then we got a special guest via the phone. Let's go, everybody! You're listening to the Kindred 360 podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rod Idol, Matt Smith, and Lindsay Terry. The Kindred 360 podcast is an extension of Kindred Church in Midlothian, Virginia. At Kindred, we help people find their purpose. We believe that God designed us to be surrounded by others who love and care for us. We call this your tribe. We invite you to be part of our tribe today, so enjoy the fun, inspiration, and introspection. All in today's episode of Kindred 360. Now, Pastor Rod Idol. Hey, welcome everybody. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back amongst you. We're here in the basement of Studio 77 in downtown Midlothian, Virginia. (laughs) And in our studio, we have... Lindsay still pregnant, Terry. Still pregnant. Yeah. All hey. right. Nice that you're here. Would rather have you in a hospital taking care of a baby Not right a baby, now, but, but that's all right. Good to have you here, Matthew. Hey, what's up, everybody? So it's good to have Matt with us. Mike, you want to say hey? Hey, everybody. And then we have a wonderful guest, Chris Moore, and he's on the beach in California. Say hey, Chris. That's right. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, good. good to see everybody. Sorry, I screwed that up again. <laughs> I just screwed up again. Sorry. Chris, you did good. I did bad, but sorry. Okay. When a phone is plugged in. Yeah. You don't have to hold it to the mic. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my word. It's kind of good to be back. It's not very good to be back, but it's nice to be here. This has been a long break. Gosh, we haven't done a, yeah. one of these since June. Um, I went on a sabbatical, uh, gone quite a bit. Lindsay was gone part of July. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I was ready to get back. I, I tell you after being gone that long and, uh, we did a lot of fun stuff, saw my parents and saw my brother and saw Gay's family and spent some time around here. But man, that last week I was ready to come back to work. So one of the first things we wanted to do is to get into the studio and get a podcast going so we can share with us. And Mike's had such a busy schedule. It's good that he could fit us in uh, to do this podcast today. So we are ready and raring to go. And our first segment that we're going to do today is a little trivia. Matt, why don't you take that over and tell us what's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our game show, Old School versus New School. Wiki wiki. And it's time to introduce our two contestants. Uh, up first, he is the man with more gray in his beard than anybody else I know. His name's Rod Idol. What's up? How you doing, Rod? How you doing? Good. To, glad to be here, man. I'm really excited about this opportunity. Um, I just want to say hi, Mom, Dad, uh, my lovely wife, Gay, and my son, Bradley. Okay, not only that, we got a guy who's <laughs> who's dedicated to winning all things trivia. It's our contestant, Chris Moore. How you doing, Christopher? Well, I'm so good. This is a dream come true. I'm finally here. Are you I excited to win the grand prize? Oh, I will. I will win. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's get going, Wait, everyone. You need to introduce yourself. Oh, and I'm your hostess with the Holy Ghostess, Matt Smith. How are you doing, everybody? Our hostess? 
show host. Come on, man. He okay. is kind of effeminate. <laughs> All right. Uh, what go. is good, Matt? I'm sorry. Did no, I answer too early? Too oh, early, okay. sir. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, that joke is incorrect. <laughs> it is not good. All right. So, Who are um, the Gaithers, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's our music segment. You got to wait. All right. Here we go. We're gonna let. Uh, we're gonna let Rod. Well, first explain the game. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're a terrible host. I'm a terrible host, everyone. It's a trivia game. All right, what we're doing, the premise here is we're going to be asking Rodney, who's going to represent our old school uh, representative, uh, five questions uh, from modern uh, day right now. Here we go. I like how I said modern day. Like, you're from right the dinosaur age. Let me take over this part. And me. then, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no you're going to take too long. And then old school, we're going to be asking Chris stuff. And uh, anyway, so uh, from uh, from Rod Zera. But so are we alternating know, questions? They, alternating questions. Alternating questions. But if you don't know the answer, you have a chance to steal. Or if there, if so, if Chris doesn't know the answer to the old school question, yes, then Rod can steal it. To that, that's point. what and can Lindsay, steal means. Lindsay, if you don't mind, you can keep score. Sure. There we go. Give me a pin. I got this. I'm a great scorekeeper. Rodney J, you ready, sir? I am. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Here we go. What is a hashtag? A hashtag is goes on a Twitter uh, post most of the time, but it's also a pound sign. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, of course it is. Of course, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Will we accept that, judges? Wait. Uh, not exactly. Wait. Uh, no, I have a question. It does go on Twitter. You post he didn't something, you go hashtag. Where do you use a hashtag? You yeah, said, he what just said, what is, is a hashtag? hashtag? And yeah. you just answered, where so do you use it? So we'll give you a it? chance. What's a hashtag, right? No, I said it's also a pound sign. But what do you, what's the purpose of a hashtag? Oh, what's the purpose of a hashtag? What is it? What is it? Oh, I guess it attaches to something to make other people be able to comment on that attachment. Oh. oh. Yeah, actually, I, I, I was like, this is going south really quick. Point. Give us the sound effect, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> All right, Topher, you ready, brother? I'm ready. What? Uh, <laughs> when did we land on the moon? <laughs> even just just the year you can Which even time? just get just the year. year the first the first time, time. don't look it up yeah no, don't be cheating know. don't be cheating i'm not cheating uh 1963 i would like to steal okay all right 1969 <laughs> that's correct <laughs> I didn't know if the squad was coming in the club or if you were correct. I wasn't sure. That's the correct answer. All right, here we go. He got one on you, Chris, but we give you a chance wow. to steal here in a second if Rod gets it wrong. Question number two, Rod, what is a dab? A dab is a dance move that basically you're placing your forehead into your elbow and you, and you got the other arm straight and you dab down. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. wow. Drop the mic. And wow. if y'all saw that, that was a pretty good dab. I'm going <laughs> to, I know y'all listeners, imagine a, the most amazing dab coming out of Rod. That's what just happened. It's amazing. But I think I hurt my neck. <laughs> I'm so I'm not doing this right now. All right, Chris, here we go. Here's your chance to get back in. What is a party line? 
what is a what? What is a party line? A party line. Uh, so when you are out with your friends back in the day and you're going to go get together, but you have to line up first. I'd like to steal this. Loud into the venue. I'm pulling this. No, <laughs> it sounds so legit, Chris. I'd like to steal this for a hundred, Alex. All right, go for it. What do you got? A party line is when you have one. It's a telephone line that actually more people, more households, not just one household, would be on that line, and you actually share a telephone line with another family. Now we never had one, but they were actually in use when I was a little kid. <laughs> wow. All right. This is very irrelevant, so I don't know anything. <laughs> All right, well, here we go, Chris. Chris, I feel good for you on this one. All right. It's my question. Yes. You ready? I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I feel really good for you, Chris. All right, here we go. Um, hey, Rod, Mike is about to play some music for you. No, no, Just, I don't have that one lined up. I have Chris's. We don't have anything for him? What are we no, going to do? Oh, oh, okay. All right, here we go. Rod... Who is the weekend? Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> okay. Is he? Is he? Um, here, here, I'll and I'll make it even better since I came up with this one. Is he an IT person, like a social media person? Is he a YouTuber or a rapper? He's a YouTuber. Christopher, you have a chance to steal. Wow! All right. Go for I it. Know. The weekend is a. I'm sorry, it's pretty loud out here. Uh, the weekend is a current artist. That is time. correct. Yeah. Yes, sir. Does he? Does he? Is he a painter or a charcoal <laughs> or artist? Was. I never. There's a guy named The Weekend. It's the artist. That's the name of the artist. I'm sure he has a kind of like name. the other guy that you know about, Rod. Jeraquanagoy, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Jamiroquai. Jamiroquani. Evidently, did you know who Jamiroquai was, Mike? Yeah. Okay, all right, either way. The thing, the thing of our era is to change our names as opposed to during Rod's era, we just keep your own name. <laughs> all yes. right, continue. All right, here we go. Change it to Chris, a non-name. Hey, Chris, can you hear me? Yes. That's why people in my era are the bosses and people in your era are just the workers. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're the bosses, you're the workers. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Uh, Christopher, uh, are, do we have a clip for this one, sir? Uh, what's what's the? This is uh. What yeah. is this music yeah, yeah. artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Here we go. Mike's gonna play you a l little snapshot of a of a bit of a ditty here, and you gotta tell me who the artist is. Okay. Rod's rolling his eyes, Chris. I, I'll be honest. <laughs> all right, that's uh, how you get. That's how you get. Because, right. of technical, because of technical difficulties, uh, I can barely hear it. It sounds like a hell of a bit of music uh, <laughs> for when I'm music. waiting on Sean for a telemarketer. All right, here we go. We'll give you one last shot. We'll see if we can get it right. Give you a fair chance. All right, all right. Can you hear it? I don't know what this one is. 
Rod, are you gonna steal from me? Yes, I'm gonna steal from you. Make a guess, Chris. <laughs> Any guess? Come on. I want to hear um, you say the name from of the all band. the way in Southern California. It seems like possibly maybe the maybe the underlying uh, soundtrack for uh, Beat It. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it's like. <laughs> uh, that was. The the artist himself was Mick Jagger, and the group was the Rolling Stones. There you go. That was a, that was the Stones, buddy. So when you said you were going to beat me, did you mean like this game, Chris, or maybe some year you're going to beat me? Uh, no. All right, Rodney. Yeah. What does the term salty mean? Well, the way you use it, the way you use salty that I hear is like kind of snarky, real bad, like an attitude, a little bit of edginess to him. Like, man, that dude's really salty. That's the way you've used it. I don't know if that's the way they use it today. Wow. I think that's close. That's Lindsay, what would you say? I feel say? like it's close yeah, enough it applies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We'll give, you, we'll give them that one then. Hey, quick. What's the tally, Lindsay? Yeah, up, score update. You know, have you uh, give me the ones Rod I steal with too? six points. Yes, that's those. Okay. And uh, Chris with one. So yeah. Topher's about to dig Let's his. just finish it hey, to make Topher I'm, miserable. I'm yeah, that's right. There's yeah. no coming back at this point. For a future of trivia game show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here, hey, here's here's the comeback tour. You ready, Christopher? What ready. state did JFK get shot in? What state did JFK get shot in? <laughs> if he says who's JFK, I'm coming through that phone. It's, no, it's the peanut butter is. company. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh wait, this J. Going back in my memory bank. Texas. Finally, there you go. There you go. Hey, hey, while I got you here, what what state did RFK get shot in? That's not a real person. Yes, it is. It's his brother, Robert. What state did he get shot in? Who's RFK? Robert Kennedy. What state did he get shot oh, in? I don't know. California, you're standing in it, you moron. I got shot in Los Angeles. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, I'll give you a bonus point. What year was it that JFK got shot? Oh, goodness. Is this, is this like let me make fun of Chris for his non, his non, his, he, how he doesn't know. Okay, forget it. I was yeah, offering yeah, you a bonus. It's okay, point. here we go. November 22nd, 1963. Just I have so no idea. Know. Was it the 60s? Can I, can I give you an error? <laughs> no. <laughs> give him half a point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll even yeah. spot you half a point. Yeah, we're moving on. All right, here we go. Rod, on what body part would you wear a Yeezy? <laughs> on what body I'm part would you wear a Yeezy? I'm feeling it. On your head. <laughs> Isn't it a, like a do rag or something, oh, Chris? Wow. Chris, go ahead and answer. Just so I make sure. Just so I make sure you said it. Yeezy, right? Yeezy. Yes, that would be a brand of shoe. <laughs> you could put a shoe on your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how Rod answered the opposite of where it yeah. goes. <laughs> a Yeezy sounds like like a do rag or something. You wearing a Yeezy? A yeah, man. <laughs> Doesn't it? It sounds like a do rag. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous to me, no matter how you use it. But anyways, all right, here we go. 
Uh, hey, this one, this one should be a toss-up. Chris, you got it. Last one, last chance to get on the board here. You just stole one. Oh. This is just for you know you not feeling completely awful about yourself. Before Ronald Reagan <laughs> became president, was he a famous chef, movie star, or painter? Movie star. There you go. Way to go. Finish strong. And that means our winner for today is Mr. Idol. Hey, hold on. Wait, Chris, I got a bonus question for you. What what state was Ronald Reagan governor of? Was it my home state of California? Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> you went to see something said Ronald Reagan. See if there's on. Reagan written anywhere. <laughs> I just walked out of Reagan National Airport. That might give you a hint. <laughs> so that's Rod with seven, and if we count that last point, Chris has five. There so you go. That was pretty good. Actually, it wasn't a all right, all right. It go. was a blowout. I just <laughs> had mercy on it. <laughs> Well, the real winner is Chris Moore, who's sitting on the beach while we're sitting in studio. Chris, when you hang up, take a selfie in Texas, too. Hey, by the way, Chris, you did say Michael Jackson when it was Mick Jagger, so you got the initials right. <laughs> you just didn't get MJ, in the house yeah. right Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I do know who Mick Jagger and the Rolling Well, that's good, Chris. That's good. Have you ever heard of the Gaithers? <laughs> On that well, note, that's... we're going to wrap this up, and we're going to keep right on rolling. Yes, I know you until next time all right right. signing off this is your hostess with the holy ghostess Matt Smith (laughs) I think that's hilarious yeah all right well thank you Matt and Chris good job you couldn't stand up to the master I get it though I think you're pretty awesome and uh, I'm glad that you joined us from the beach there in sunny California. Now, Chris is out there for his brother's wedding. So they got a busy weekend ahead of him, and then he'll be back on Tuesday. So good having Chris share with us today. We were kind of bummed because we we're so limited on our schedule for this podcast because of busy week and stuff. And then the only time we could choose, Chris was out of town, but it was okay. We We at least got to bring him in on the phone. So I was glad he could call us. Well, listen, uh, today, uh, for my message, it's really kind of um, wide open a little bit. Um, I got thinking, I'd like to share with you a little bit about what's going on at Kindred, just some things that are happening with our church and what we're looking at both now and down the road. And um, also, just maybe we could touch on just a couple things that happened in our culture, in our in our communities Um in the past week or two weeks that I think have touched everybody's lives. And some of them are kind of hot button um, topics, but that's all right. We, we can, uh, we can dance around it a little bit. We don't have to get in there and, and duke it out. But um, the first thing I want to tell you is whether you knew it or not, um, Kindred Church is looking for a new location and we have found a facility that we put out a proposed, a proposal to them uh, yesterday, haven't heard back. Um, it was just a proposal. It was just to get the conversation started. The facility is a great facility, would house us for a long time. And it's just off Midlothian Turnpike. And it promises, if it worked out to where we could afford it and where we could get it done, it promises to be a great place of ministry 
And um, there's there's some space in there that we wouldn't even know how to use yet, but I have no doubt that God will lay that out as we grow and as we move. So I want to really encourage you as you're listening out there to be praying for us. Like I said, I put a proposal out yesterday. Now, the reason that's a big deal is because of this. What we have found, because we've been looking at buildings for almost three years now, Matt. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's been over it's two years. It's nonstop. So, it's been a nonstop thing. And um, what we have found is this community in Richmond, Virginia, um, most owners don't want to lease to churches for some reason. Now, whether we've been bad neighbors or um, whatever the case is, um, what I found is they don't like um, businesses that look empty all week. They like to have the parking lots full, and being that we're a church, the fullest we'd be is on Sunday, and we'd look, you know, we wouldn't add much to the uh, parking lot throughout the week. So that makes sense if you're in a strip mall or something like that. But um, we've also found standalone buildings that it's just hard to get somebody to agree to let a church use it. This building, the owner so far has seemed very eager. Um, to talk yeah. to us and allow us to use it. Now, Matt and Lindsay, you both have seen the building. Yeah. Give some of your impressions of what you saw and what you felt like in there. Lindsay, why don't you start us off? Yeah, well, going into it, I had only seen pictures, uh, and I thought, you know, cool. I, I mean, it looks like we could make something of it, you know. And um, But going inside, I felt like was a totally different story. One, seeing how big it was, it just felt like, there's endless possibilities of what God's work might look like there. Um, and just doors wide open for whatever dream that God has for Kindred, uh, he could fulfill in that space. Um, and so, uh, I, I don't know. I just thought it was cool because some of the things that we've been praying about is we've been praying for something beyond what we're capable of. And we've been praying for God to resources for, for ministries that he dreams of that we don't even have a dream for yet. And I felt like walking into that building, this could be it. This could mm. be that. Mm. And so that's something that I really loved about the space and um, makes me really excited to hear back on just how God's going to either open that door wide open for us or say, nope, this isn't it, but, you know. <laughs> Very cool. So, yeah. Matthew, what about you? What what were your thoughts when you went through it and yeah. as you've thought about it since? Yeah, it popped up on our radar while Rod was uh, on sabbatical. So Chris and I were the first ones to walk in. And, you know, I was pleasantly surprised because, you know, you look at something, it's it's 30,000 square foot. And I'm just sitting here thinking, man, I don't I don't know. And But you you pull in and it, it's been vacant for about three years and the the landscaping has just kind of been left to do what it will. But immediately I'm pulling in and I'm thinking, man, this is a church parking lot. Like I loved even the flow of it. I love the possibilities it offered. I mean, in my mind's eye, I mean, like I can already see like, oh, wow, we'll put our children's wing over there. That, that'd be cool to have its own entrance and uh, for security. And man, I can imagine uh, a playground or um, stuff over there. And then you walk throughout it and it's just so much space. And I don't say that in a negative way, like, oh, so much space. Like, I agree with what you guys are saying. Like, there's just, I don't know, it just opens up your imagination. Yeah. And, and what I love is, you know, it just gives us a chance to to think, man, what could God do 
through this? And what could we do? And so I, I loved it uh, from the moment I walked in and I got out and I was just like, hey, Rod, you got you got to check this out. I can't think of very many negatives to this space at all. And uh, and as a matter of fact, Rod was just blitzing in the town for one night bef uh, between a couple of trips. And, and that's when you uh, were able to, to get in there. And so, I mean, from the first moment, I thought, man, this has got an amazing amount of potential and opportunity for kingdom work. Yeah, it. It it is a it is a cool facility. What I like is a couple things I liked was, um, you can move right in to a lot of the rooms. Yeah, I mean, like we could have a nursery tomorrow. We could have a junior worship area tomorrow. The youth could have a youth room tomorrow. It, it, it wouldn't even require us to put in work in. Um, so I and, and it's got bathrooms and everything. You know, if you know anything about Kindred, where it is now, we had to put in the single bathroom that we had and that we have and. Everything had to be done. There was nothing in that place that you see now that was in there when we got there, basically. And so, this isn't like that. So it's got it's got great potential not only to house us, but to house us quickly when we move in there, we'll be able to move in there and get some things done. So, um, I, here's what I want to challenge to you, listeners out there, to anybody hearing this right now, that if you're prayer partners with with Kindred Church, if you've been praying for us, maybe you know me or Matt or Lindsay or Chris or anybody from uh, times past and other locations. I have friends of Kindred out in Nevada and in Michigan, Ohio and Kentucky and Florida. And and they're always wonderful people that always uh, support us uh, prayerfully. And some of them have supported us financially as well, which has been just a blessing. And, and um, if you're out there, we want you to be praying for this. This is a big step. Um, you know, honestly... Um, I, I, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm scared. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I, fear doesn't cause me to, to stop or to not do it, but I'm scared because it's a big chunk. It is a big move. Um, but I still think, you know, Matt, you and I were talking yesterday that there's nothing that would scar us forever. I mean, no. if we went and for some reason it didn't work out, so what? Yeah. I mean, but I really believe God is moving us this way. And the longer I'm in it, the more I feel that way. The longer that I'm working through this and walking through this, and I think God is growing me through mm -hmm. this process. You know, it's kind of like when God was calling Gideon, where did he find Gideon? He found him hiding in the wine press. Yeah. And and God said, you're a mighty warrior. And he said, me? I'm the weakest of the weakest family of the weakest clan, right? And God said, no, you're my mighty warrior. And, and it took some work to get Gideon up and ready to be that mighty warrior and i and i think that god's doing that with me personally just mm -hmm. nope we're we're doing this and so i feel confident in that um and so anyway uh, i want you to be praying for us i'll tell you what it's going to take here it's going to take not only prayer but it's going to take people deciding to make kindred a priority of their finances for a while you know let's face it um when you come to church, when the pastor talks about um, giving or when you get teaching on it, it's almost done nowadays, almost apologetically. <laughs> like, well, you know, you're kind of supposed to give. We'd really like you. Hope you can. Hope you can start. But I want to tell you, sometimes get. Sometimes the message has to go out, and the message is going to go out here at Kindred. We're asking you to make Kindred a priority. So maybe you can put off buying the new car for another year. That's what we're asking. Those are the kind of things we're asking. We're asking you to make this church a priority right now. Now, 
It doesn't mean that you have it in the past. We're just asking you to accelerate that, to put that in the forefront of your life. It'd be like, you know, there are certain things that are more important than others, right? I mean, if you've had, if you had a kid to get really sick and the doctor said needs this operation, it doesn't matter if you could afford it. You're going to get that operation done, right? You're going to yeah. raise it to a new level. Yep. But if your kid says, you know, well, he doesn't need it, but it would make his nose straighter, you know, well, I can't afford a nose job for you. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? There's certain levels. This is one of those levels where we're asking people to raise it to a new level. Mm -hmm. Yep. There are things in this church that we look at and go, man, you guys, we'd really like to have a new soundboard or we'd really like to have, and those are great things, but we have a soundboard. This is not one of those things. This is above and beyond because this is what's going to take us to an absolute level of ministry that this church whether it's called New Venture or Kindred, has never been at. Yeah. It's going to take us to a new level, and it's time. Yeah. I've been here almost three years, and God has blessed us. We've gone from 53 people to 110 people or so, and uh, every once in a while we peak over 120, which is really cool, and we've got to do some neat things. But it is time. It is time to get this place moving. You know what I mean? To really move. I think what I like about it is the same thing that I dislike about it. You know, you were talking about. I mean, I mean, we're 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 going to be honest. We're we're afraid it's it's a big leap, and that's the thing that I'm afraid of. I mean, truthfully, like I mean, at the back of so you're afraid of being afraid. I'm afraid of failure. Is oh. is the ultimate thing? But <laughs> I'm scared. Um, <laughs> I'm just a little bit scared. But uh, you know, like, like I, I, I was thinking about it. Like, well, why? What am I? What is the fear? It it is a failure. I, I don't want to push. Or, or, or encourage us. I mean, uh, it's a team-based decision, but I, I don't want to be part of the voice that says, yeah, run out there, and then we drown. But I got thinking about it, and what I also like about it, though, is like it's going to push our faith into that deeper water as well, as you often talk about. Like, you can't stay yeah. standing ankle deep in, in, in the pool. Sometimes you got to go down to the deep end. And, you know, at the end of the day, what would I rather do? I, I'd rather fail miserably, gloriously, for God and for his glory and the than, to safe. Get, than to get to the end of my life and say, yeah, yeah, yeah hey, we exist. And there's a lot of churches that exist. Right. And I, I don't want to be one of them. I want to be the one, right. one of the ones that is looking to thrive, to bless, yeah. to go, to uh, charge, uh, right. to reclaim territory, as you often right. say. Right. So. I think one thing that I'm thinking about right now, it just keeps hitting me, is Josh and I, my husband and I, have never once regretted the times that we've given to church sacrificially. Like I've never once thought after, you know, sometimes that hurts to give to uh, when it's so much above and beyond it. it, I mean, sometimes it hurts to tithe too, right? You're like, Ooh, gosh, Lord, I'm trusting you to provide, you know, but especially when it's, when we're saying we want to do something more than we've ever done before. And it's going to require a greater level of financial commitment um, than, than we've ever had before. And so, but I've never once thought, oh, I wish we wouldn't have given that to the church because it's always like, I'm investing in something that's going to live beyond my lifetime. I'm investing when I give this check, I'm investing in people and their eternity. Yeah. I'm investing in an entire community. I'm investing in miracles that God wants to do. And that's something that that's never going to fade or die. That's something that just, you're not, you're never going to regret giving to God's kingdom. 
Well, we are a multi generational um, church. We we don't we don't exist. I mean, truthfully, Kindred. I'm glad Kindred helps you guys, right? Raising kids, but we're existing for your kids and your grandkids that yeah. you've yet to have yet. My goal. I mean, obviously, I'm not the target audience, right? I'm like the dad age of most of the audience, right? That we're getting now. We're gaining these young families, and truthfully, I'm like their father. Yeah. In many ways, and that's okay, because Kindred isn't there for me. Kindred isn't really there for you. It's to help mm-hmm. equip you and grow you, but we're there for future generations. And so whenever I look at these investments, I don't see them as foolishness. I just know that sometimes I need a bigger house before I need all those bedrooms. I need, I, you know, I need four bedrooms before I have three kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And so I feel like we're, we're, telling God, we believe you, we trust you. We're not trying to be foolish. We're not trying to take advantage of God. He's not a genie. That's in my message this week. God's not a genie. Okay. He's not just sitting there going, I'll make your wish come true. Because that's not what we're asking him to do. We're not asking him just to bless our plans. We're, what I'm saying is I believe the Lord is laying this before us. Mm. All right. I really believe that. So I'm moving forward with that. Now, if he shows me later, nope. <laughs> then okay, I was yeah. wrong, but I am not going to sit back and go, mm, sorry, God. Almost like I, I just mentioned Gideon, almost like when Gideon did the fleece and then he asked for it a second time. Yeah, That was gutsy. But what I love about God is God had a goal for Gideon and he wasn't going to allow that to make him mad and say, you know what, if you can't trust me, forget it. Right. And sometimes I give God that attribute, like he's looking down at me going, Rod, if you can't trust me, forget it. Well, he knows my hesitancy, but he also knows my heart that I want to serve the Lord. That's right. So this is a big deal. I hope that you'll put us on your prayer list. I hope that maybe you'll put us on your financial list for a while or whatever. We are just looking to take this into a new level of ministry here in the Midlothian region. And um, we appreciate your prayers and we're moving forward. You'll hear more about this building. You'll hear more about it. So. One other thing I kind of wanted to touch on here today, and and then uh, we'll get into, Matt's got another thing, and Lindsay's got some things to do. Um, you know, this past week or week and a half ago, we we had some mass shootings. We had one in El Paso. Um, we had one in, in Dayton, Ohio. Um, now, recently, there was one in California that killed a, uh, some people, and um, you know, we're seeing this more and more um, in our culture, and I, I don't know what the statistics are of how many of these happened compared to 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I don't know. It seems like the argument always tries to get political. It seems like on both sides, you know, people trying to blame Trump for the Texas one, people trying to blame Elizabeth Warren for the Dayton one and all this stuff, like it's got to get political. And the truth is, this has nothing to do with politics. This has absolutely zero to do with guns. It has zero to do with gun control or um, freedom, you know, the Second Amendment rights. Um, That's the problem. We we diffuse, we don't fix the problem because we focus on the wrong stuff. It's kind of like, you know, taking an aspirin to fix a broken leg. You got to figure out what the problem is and go to the source. And... I really believe that the commonality of both sides of gun control and everything is this. I really believe that the answer is we want less gun violence and we want less death. Mm-hmm. Both sides could say that. Yeah. We want less gun violence and less death. We don't want people to die f- from this and we don't want gun violence. 
So I would tell you that that's the common ground that you operate on. One side may say, well, you, in order to do that, you take away guns or you limit guns or whatever. And another side says, that's not the answer. I get that. And I both sides, I don't, I, I don't even want to argue either side. All I'm saying is I think we all agree we want less violence yeah. and we want less death. So if that's the case, that's the common ground that you walk on and you learn how to work through it. Here's what I want to tell the Christian out there. Here's what I want to tell the, the believer because... Believers can be pigeonholed. You know, if you're a Christian, you're automatically a right-wing extremist, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, well, you must not want gun control or whatever. And you hear that all the time. And I don't believe Christians are any different than any place else. That's like saying every, you know, electrician is is for gun control or not gun. You don't do that. It, the same thing is with the idea of a Christian or a non-Christian, a Democrat or a Republican. Here's the point. I really think the first thing that the church is called to do is obviously to pray. Now, that's that sounds like, oh, that's the easy, you know, that's the bumper sticker answer that you use. But no, it's not a bumper sticker answer because there is power in prayer, and there is a definite need for prayer for this country. And right now, my prayers go out to not only the families of the victims, the family of the per perpetrator, and the first responders that have to deal with that. Because um, I was a first responder in a sense um, when I was chaplain of a fire department. Um, and I didn't, I never had to deal with something like this. I was in a small town in Nevada. But I will tell you that I never had to, but I will tell you that many first responders will tell you that there are some things that never leave your memory, mm -hmm. that stay with you, that mark you. And it's hard to get over. So we need to be praying for those people as well. Two, we need to cool the rhetoric. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I got some very dear Christian friends sometimes that really show a lot of anger and stuff on like Facebook and things, yeah. you know, and they write things and you want to go, man, relax. First of all, I know this may shock you. If you're listening out there, this may shock you. Facebook probably won't solve the world's problems. <laughs> I'm thinking... There aren't world leaders out there looking and going, what What should I do? I don't know. Let me check my Facebook page. So I really believe that we got to be cautious of taking that, and we take it as our, um, this is my soapbox that I get to stand on in the town square time. And that's fine if you want to state your opinion, but I think that I want to encourage you as a believer to withdraw the rhetoric that is hate, hateful or accusatory or anything like that speak your opinion about stances on something like this if you want you're allowed to speak your opinion but let's let's um let's not be so divisive yeah. in our language and our words don't you agree that yeah. that we need to be more gentle yeah in, think, in that i think it's really easy to with people we don't agree with and things that are so tragic and impact so many people like what's going on with the amount of mass shootings that we've been seeing in our country over the past decade or so. Um, it's easy to boil people down to a political ideology yeah. instead of a person. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. We all want the same thing. Nobody wants this to continue. All of us desperately want it to stop. It's just that we have differing views on how to go about that. And I think when we remember that this is a human being yeah. who is made in the image of God and their heart is the same as mine, it's just we're looking at it from two different angles, that can help you extend grace to someone that, who you think maybe is has a destructive viewpoint or something. But 
Well, it's just like I'll tell you guys, being on the team, that when we have disagreements, the reason you can get through the disagreements with each other is because we all want the same thing. We want That's the right. church to bring yeah. glory to God. And we want God to be honored through this. We want it to grow, all that kind of thing. So I can look past those things, you know, like, yeah, I know that bothered me, but he wants what I want. Yeah. And and we want the same thing. And I think that's part of it here. So I just want to lay that out there to you that, yeah, you'd be praying and pull back on the rhetoric um, and, and be a voice of uh, unity more. You yeah. don't have, listen, what I found about unity is I don't have to compromise my beliefs to be a unifier. Right. All right. I have convictions. Listen, I, if you're out there and you're wondering, uh, yeah, I have convictions on this. I just don't put them out on Facebook. I don't get out there to try to get in somebody's face or tick somebody off. But if you know me, you know I have, you know I have views and opinions on this. And if someone came to me and said, Rod, could I hear your views or opinions? I would share them with you. But if you'll notice, I'm not out there putting it on Facebook. I'm not preaching a sermon on gun control or not gun control or whatever. It's it's not that. All right. So I just want to encourage you um, to remember whose you are and what we are called to do. All right. That's all I got to say today. I hope that you'll be with us in prayer and, and uh, uh, be with us in these endeavors that are laying before us. And uh, we appreciate you listening today. Uh, Matt, I know that we've got another segment of Hot Topics. That's right. It's time for Hot Topics. Yeah, y'all missed that, didn't you? There you go. That's right. We're going to start off with a really cool story. Um, and it comes from uh, GQ Stories. I, it, it was put out oh, about I, a... I was a model for them. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. And uh, <clears throat> I didn't laugh. But uh, but anyways, yeah, it was, it was G. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. I won't go. <laughs> well, either way, there's a guy named C. Y. Dotson who's a director for uh, GQ Stories, and he put out a sure, documentary um, uh, this past uh, December, and it's called Beneath the Ink. And uh, this has been a story that I've just kind of had tucked away. And uh, I, I just love it. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about unifying with each other. And I just think this is a really cool story about how you shouldn't just push back, but you should just ask, how can I help? And what can I do to uh, help others? And uh, he, he, he found a guy who lives in Zanesville, Ohio, and the guy's name is uh, Bill Joe White. Bill Joe White. That sounds like a North Carolina name. We, we like to add middle names in there. Like, Betty Joe, how you doing? But anyways, Bill, uh, Bill White works at a, a tattoo shop called Red Rose Tattoo, and he has an open door policy that any person can come in uh, with any type of racist or hate-related tattoo, and for free of charge, he will cover them up. And cool. um, so there's about a 12-minute documentary. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. If you look it up, it's called GQ Stories. You're going you're gonna to type in GQ Stories Beneath the Ink. You'll find it. It's about 12 minutes. And it's just this amazing story. And, and he talks about how there was an increase of, of uh, swastikas going up around town. And, and, he, and it just bothered him. And he thought, what can I do? And he said, well, hey, you know what? Rather than just like saying, hey, you, you, you stink and you're awful and you're evil, you stink. I'm trying to, you know, whatever. Uh, but to say uh, from there, like, what can I do to help? And so instead of that, he, he doesn't ask questions. He doesn't 
He doesn't like uh, he doesn't uh, embarrass people that they come in, but they just say, "Hey, I've got this thing, and and I'd like to to get it covered up." That's kind of the image of Christ, isn't it? In a lot of ways, yeah. that we can have these things in our past, and Christ comes and yeah. covers them up and makes them no more. It's, you know what I saw the other day? Yeah, a clear tattoo. So it was almost like you had to really see it, but they had it tattooed. It was a permanent tattoo, but it was almost like it was like a. You could feel it or whatever, and then if you look closely, you could see it on the skin. But from far away, you couldn't tell they were. Tattooed. I know they. I know they have those, and they're like glow in the dark tattoos, or they're like black light tattoos. They have those that that kind of ink as well. But that's pretty cool. Well, either way, that's the first one. But now it's time to get even hotter. Here we go. Hotter topic. The next story I want to end with, and it's just kind of a fun, quirky one. Right now we're talking about how it's fun uh, to end with these ones. There's a guy named Frankie Zapata. Maybe you heard about him. Uh, and just a couple weeks ago, uh, my man, uh, Frankie Zapata, is an inventor. And he's the guy who invented the, maybe you've seen the hoverboards that go uh, in water that shoot jets and you flip around. Yeah, and I've, cool. I've always seen those and thought, man, I would just shoot myself perpetually <laughs> underwater and die. And that would be not fun. <laughs> well, anyway, he's, he's uh, taking his uh, uh, talents and he has been working on hoverboards and specifically uh, jet propelled hoverboards, which sound way more intense than what you think it is. Uh, but I think these are fantastic. I'm a fan of the white rabbit project. I don't know if y'all have seen that. That's with mm-hmm. uh, three of the Mythbusters. And uh, they they actually showcased just a few years ago uh, the advancements in this stuff. And on the show, like they can't even get it going for one experiment. And the next one they finally do. And it only lasts for a little while and ends up even smoking. It's really cool because just a couple weeks ago, uh, uh, Mr. Zapata actually uh, is the first person to cross the English Channel by hoverboard. Whoa. He went 20 miles. Uh, it took him 22 minutes. I mean, how? Second attempt. And this was his second attempt. He tried before and he needed to fuel up halfway through and uh, he missed the platform and he fell in the water. And uh, and so on the second one, he made the plat- the landing, the refueling platform even larger. And uh, he made it all the way across. There I mean, was helicopters following along. If I was him, I'd be like, dude, get away from me. If I go the right direction, I'm going to go into your helicopter. <laughs> and so, anyways, just a fun fact. Y'all should check it out. Uh, there's, a, there's a YouTube video about that uh, as well. And uh, you can look that up. And so, really there cool. you go. There's a couple of hot topics for you. You know, Back to the Future said we'd have been on those kind of things for a long time by now. It also said we'd be using fax machines to communicate, but that didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, uh, was at UPS dropping something off for Amazon, and this older lady um, needed to fax something, and she drove in, and their fax machine wasn't working, and so she was all flustered, and she's like, I need to get this in the bank, and la, 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 and I kind of was like, all right, I have time, I'll help her. So I like I have an app you can text from you can fax from your phone. Yeah. So I was like, hey, give me the number, I'll f- do it. And she looked at me. She's like, I cannot believe you. What kind that. of sorcery is this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as some like medical um, banks, things like that, they won't accept anything electronically. Like I had, I no, have, it, it texts you text the document, and it actually physically. Sends, it. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um, well, let me there, speak about the need of. Hand, so. Let me let me speak about the need for faxes as opposed to doing things electronically. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Now we get into our real old school segment. Yes. Go ahead, Ron. <laughs> I was really 
Actually, it seems to me that I'm more new new school because I don't want to fax. <laughs> right. Because I don't know why these places can't get online with you know modern technology and do things electronically. Anything at a hospital, it has to be faxed. It has yeah. to be hard copied. Bank the same way, and you're like, come on, there's got to be some way to validate validates things that like that you know what i mean i understand why they do it hard copy is always safer but in so many ways but it just bugs me i helped a guy out that was buying a house in north carolina and i was on his management team for his church i don't know eight years ago or whatever and so he still they still had me as the the president of the management team, and I thought I had resigned that position like five years ago. So I was like, <laughs> I'm still there? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. So I had to fill out some paperwork for him and get it to him. And I had to go to a mail or a UPS store or something and fax it. And what a pain. Yeah. What an absolute pain to do that. That's ridiculous. But well, thanks, Matt, for sharing that. I think that's a pretty awesome story about the dude in, uh, flying across the english channel a lot of people don't realize the english channel is so wide yeah you know it yeah um they didn't realize it was 20 uh, 20 miles from 20 miles the, yeah. the, the journey he made yeah 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 so pretty cool Lindsay, why don't you share with us some of the things going on yeah. at kindred here we got i know we got a few activities we've got a up. few things coming up here this month um well one the thing that's going on right now is if you're a part of the kindred family and you come uh, hang out with us every sunday we have a lot of teachers in our church um, and so we wanted to find a way to bless them as they're going back to school, um, this fall. And so we put up a big apple tree and on the apples that you can pick, which is super VBS style, shout out to Stacy. We killed that thing. So I think but, it looks great. I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Thanks. So, um, but yeah, we put apples up there with a list of some of our teachers needs, um, and we really want to make sure that they go back to school having their needs met. So they're not paying for everything they need out of pocket um, just to make this year a, a success. So if you hang out with us on Sundays, pick up an apple on your way out and turn it back in on the 25th of there's this month. There's only like two left in there. Yeah, there's only a couple. So you got a couple weeks to get the stuff and bring it back in. And, um, and then at the end of this month, Kindred is throwing a really awesome back to school community carnival out at Rockwood Park, which is Whole Street and Courthouse Road. And uh, we have been planning this thing all summer. I'm so excited about it. Um, it's going to have tons of carnival games, uh, free did you do food. The, did you post the, the uh, promo? Yeah, the promo's up. So you may have seen it around Facebook. Um, it's got Matt's face on it. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I've got to be honest. But anyway, it's uh. August 24th. That's a Saturday from 10 to 2 at Rockwood Park. Come hang out with us. We've got music. We've got food. We've got tons of giveaways, um, back to school giveaways, and we've got some really cool raffle prizes. So I hope you'll come and hang out with us. Tell your friends. Um, this is just a really great event to bring the kids to. I think it's really cool. We I'm also, excited. We've got a giant video game truck coming out. So How cool is if that? you've got teenagers, wow. they're, they're wow, going to wow, love wow, wow, it. Wow. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the promo, that you just think they're weird. But It's really, it's really neat that we're going to be doing this. I tell you, we're just trying to... Reach into our community, we thought, gosh, back to school is such an important time, and it's an expensive time. Yes. If you're a parent with multiple kids in school, you know that's an expensive time. 
we're not going to be able to take care of all your child, child's expenses, but we're going to be able to help you out at this carnival, and we want to help teachers out. I have two sisters, one still working, one's retired now, that were teachers, and they had to supply so much for their classrooms, and it didn't come out of the school budget. It came out of their personal budget, and so we're just trying to take some of that burden off our teachers. We got five, six, seven teachers in our church, and and uh, we, we got like 10 teachers. Yeah, you didn't let me finish. Um, Eight, nine, ten. Eight, right, nine, exactly. Ten. <laughs> so um, we got a lot of teachers in our church for a church our size, and it's really cool to kind of be able to bless them and help them as well, show them that we're behind them. Um, so I'm excited about it. I hope I hope that you'll come be a part of it. We're still looking for donations for the car- carnival. Yes. And um, we're also, we got a few apples left for the teachers to get them what they're asking for, the supplies they need. And... Um, so if you can help out in any way, that'd be great. Listen, Kindred Church is a church that is seeking to do the will of God in the community of Midlothian, Virginia. We believe God has called us there. We believe that we have a mission. We have a purpose. And we are on mission right now. We are seeking out where God is calling us and we're doing good things for the kingdom of God, bringing glory and honor to him. That is our goal. If you'd like to join us, we are uh, we have worship service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and you are welcome at 10825 uh, Midlothian Turnpike right now. That's our address. So we would love to have you. We thank you for your prayers. We thank you for uh, your encouragement, and we thank you for listening to this podcast. And as always, we hope that you have an absolutely fantastic day. God bless. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Kindred 360 podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to check out our additional podcast, Extra 360. And be sure to subscribe to the Kindred 360 podcast to stay up to date with our most current episodes. We want to thank you for listening today and have a blessed week ahead.